Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of Division Three National Championships. We are shooting live here on a Friday night. It's Blue Mafia. We've got the Division Three National Championship here on. It's 17-17 Cortland versus North Central in the Stag Bowl. What a weird turn of events. My former coach at Buff State, Jerry Boys, his son, Zach Boys. I can remember running around here and there in my final season at Buff State. Him and also coach Terry Bitka from Buff State. Great coach, great committed leader to young men. Both of their sons playing in the Stag Bowl. Also tonight in sports, coach Ryan Mountain, my big brother, did his second game with Center Court Sports. Announcing his two biggest rivals. So, just a total sports equinox here for your boy, Jer. Lot to talk about. Cowboys coming to Orchard Park. We've got the five things for you to be looking out for. To have yourselves prepared. Know what to expect. And it's a big week, so let's get right into it. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things, but... You have a lot of listeners. You have a lot of people to listen to. You have a lot of opportunities to listen to. And if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, just want to give you a big thanks. The first thing that I've got for Buffalo here, as far as the five things that I feel we need to be looking out for, is the Dallas offensive line versus the Buffalo defensive line. I fully expect Dallas to try to get physical. I've heard a lot of the talking heads on the national TV talking about how Dallas is going to get physical and they still believe in Dallas. And despite they haven't won on the road, they still think that they're a top team. And ultimately, they can be a top team, but... I think a lot of people are underestimating this stadium. I think a lot of people are underestimating this Bills team and this Bills quarterback. But ultimately, it is going to come down to the battle of the trenches between the Dallas offensive line and the Bills defensive line. And with A.J. Epinesa out, he's been doing some great things. The four guys I'm going to be looking at is Ed Oliver, who's been playing terrifically. Greg Rousseau, who's been somewhat of a disappointment, I guess you could say, because he hasn't had a lot of flash plays, but I expect guys like him to step up in games like this. Leonard Floyd has been an absolute beast, and he's a guy that I want in the foxhole. And Von Miller, all the shit that happened, not great, not great, Bob. But from a football standpoint, he finally made a play in the Chiefs game versus the crybaby Patrick Mahomes. But I kind of can see Von Miller turning a corner potentially right as this Bills team is looking to make a run. And one thing that that unfortunate situation, one thing that that, actually had an effect on that I had not thought about 
is the fact that I personally was getting a little bit sick of hearing Von Miller talk and all the positive stuff and all the repetitive jargon and trust and just was a little artificial to me. So by nature, guy like that gets in trouble. He's not necessarily going to be the voice in the locker room, the voice on the microphone. You can't really use him as the public relations example anymore. So I think by nature that might be a good thing for this team um, because, as I said, there was a little bit of an infliction of the process when Von Miller was signed to this team. But I'll be looking at the offensive line for Dallas versus the defensive line for Buffalo because that, to me, is the difference in this game. But moving on, number two, the second thing I'll be looking at is Stephon Diggs taking on Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore, one of my least favorite Bills. I always thought he was very overrated, but when he was on, he was on. There would be times where he would get smoked many times where he would get smoked. Wouldn't be surprised if I see Diggs go deep on him once or twice this weekend, but also he's aggressive. So can we get a double move? Can we get a hitch and go? Can we get a slant sluggo? Can we get something to Diggs that's not just a three-yard route or a route behind the line of scrimmage? I was reading an article in The Athletic, I believe it was Tim Graham, and he was citing what Stephon Diggs had to say about his lack of opportunity and production in the second half of this year. And I wasn't exactly a huge fan of Diggs's attitude and demeanor on the subject, but I just wish that he could see the forest through the trees and understand that he clearly speaks in the quotes. You can go read the article. You can go watch the press conference yourself and take your own perspective. That's what we advocate here. But from my perspective, I would just like to see Diggs be happy when the team succeeds, even if he doesn't succeed. Because it's like, yeah, we're winning, but I still I would need to get mine. And I know that's not exactly what he said, but you can read between the lines and you can tell if he's saying something like, it's not my fault. That means something's not right for him. Why is something not right for him? He's not getting the opportunities he got in the first half of the year, even though he was doubled then. He still was able to get those opportunities that we lost several games. And Allen was getting chastised everywhere for being a terrible, a terrible turnover machine. And Ken Dorsey's sitting at home on his couch right now. So, yes, yeah, Steph, cheer up. You got your way. Or did you? Bottom line is, Stephon Diggs has been known. Touchdown, Red Dragons, taking a lead 24-17. The bottom line is Stefan Diggs has gotten shut out in practically every major football game for this Bills team. Has he had an outstanding career as a Bill? Yes. Is he a great player? Yes. I like when he runs hard with the ball after he catches it. 
He's a terrific, fiery competitor. He's a guy you want on your team. But I need Stefan Diggs to do something in a big game and not get shut out and not throw a temper tantrum, overcome the scheme, overcome not getting the ball, make a difference on the field with the ball or without a positive influence. And just maybe, just maybe, the ball will come your way. Number three. Similar to the Von Miller situation, I think that Sean McDermott being publicly undressed will be good for this team. I didn't pay for the article. I'm not going to say the guy's name that wrote the article. Good for him. He got the 25 sources. I'm not paying the $8. Because guess what? I personally wasn't going to learn anything from hearing 25 backdoor sources that I don't need to see with my own eyes on Sean McDermott. He's clearly a cornball. He's clearly got some strict spiritual values. He's clearly a wrestler. Didn't know he was a quarterback in high school. Never hear anybody talk about that for some reason. Always that he's a wrestler, but the guy played quarterback allegedly in high school prior to playing safety in college. William and Mary. But he's not the coolest guy. Nobody thought that. He has documented examples. I wasn't going to learn anything from that article, but guess what? I don't know if this was the writer's intention, but now that that's out, and now that Sean McDermott has been publicly shamed and embarrassed for these awkward things he said and done, the public undressing of him galvanizes this team. It makes them come together. Because by nature, McDermott has to say to himself, well, maybe they didn't take me as seriously as I thought they did. And on the player's side, they get to now feel a little bit more open with their coach. And maybe they're not the one that said it, but now they might say something to protect that guy so that he can evolve and change like we all want to do as men. And women. And souls. I think it's going to be good for the Bills. You see how Josh Allen sort of came to his defense. You see how some of the leaders came to his defense. But ultimately, Brandon Bean didn't have a choice. If the Bills would have lost that game on the home run throwback part two on the rest in peace, Frank Wycheck. I was just mentioning Steve McNair, rest in peace. Odd. But real quick, how come nobody talked about the fact that the home run throwback and sh- and Frank Wycheck, he passes away. All of a sudden, we've got Kadarius Stoney screwing up a script for part two. Did we just close the loop? Are the Bills going to the Super Bowl? We're going to have to stay tuned. But if the Bills would have lost that game the way they did, which I continuously kept joking about, here comes Kelsey to bound down the meadow untouched. And he did. And then he threw the ball back. And if not for a great call, 
Does Sean McDermott have his job right now? Not sure. I have a feeling Brandon Bean would have said we got to stick with him through the end of the year. We'll make our decision in the offseason, yada, yada, yada. That's what I think would have happened, but not sure. But this is a test. This is a test. How tough is this team? I think they're very tough, and I think that Josh Allen is unstoppable right now. Number four, we've got Dak versus the Wetter, the Western New York Wetter. I don't know if Dak Prescott can play in cold. I don't know if he could play in wet. I don't know if he could play in windy. Big play, North Central, down to the five. I don't know if Dak Prescott can play in windy. I don't know if he could play with a wet sog ball. I don't know if he could play with the 10-pounder. I don't know if his fingers get wrinkly and soft. You never know what a guy does in the wetter. But I know that Josh Allen can play in the met, in the wetter. I know that Josh Allen's a mutter. I'm not kidding. The way that Josh Allen threw the ball in the Eagles game in that monsoon was some of the best football throwing I've ever seen. Ever. And you may not think I'm, I know anything, but I've watched a lot of gosh dang football and nobody throws in the wetter like that. And we'll see if Dak can throw in the wetter like that because I don't think he can throw in the wetter like that. Bills defensive backs down Micah Hyde. Mentioned Epinesa. Hyde also out. Rumor has it Kyrie Elam's back. Rumor has it. Rumor has it Kyrie Elam's back and he was hurt. Why we didn't hear that, nobody knows. But we know the Cowboys are going to try and pound it. But are they going to be able to pass it in the wetter? We'll see. Number five, the Hell Hounds to watch out for. Cowboys defense. Who's going to be chasing your star quarterback? Who's going to be chasing your king, Josh Allen? Well, you know, if you don't, number 11, Micah Parsons, is a generational, universal talent. And he showed some respect to Allen this week, joking about he, he was how he was probably the crazy guy in college. He's probably right, to be honest. But Parsons will be chasing him around. There's going to be a lot of stunting. There's going to be a lot of shit. He's going to be all over the field. They're going to use him in many ways. We'll see how he does in the wetter. We're going to see how tough this Cowboys team is. Everybody wants to talk about them. We're going to see it. They've obviously played up in Philly. It's not like they've never played in it. But we'll see how they do in Western New York in the Ralph. Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously a veteran, very good. There's a guy with a last name that starts with O that I don't know how to pronounce, but his first name is Osa. On the back end, Malik Hooker, Buckeye, tough player. Deron Bland, we mentioned Gilmore, but Deron Bland was the king of the castle. He had multiple uh, pick sixes and all that. Big, big deal around the NFL. And then he got his jock handed to him, and he got cooked. So that doesn't mean he can't get cooked. And a couple of last thoughts here before we kick it over to the implications. Quick top five. 
could this be the Cowboys kicker, Mr. Perfect's first miss of the year? Brendan Aubrey, I think his name is. I had him in fantasy. I got knocked out of fantasy. I might take a break from fantasy. Loser. But could we see Deron Bland get cooked? I think so. I did like seeing Hardy on the deep, deep cross. I mentioned talking with my father and my mom this week. That pass by Allen where he's just standing like a tower off the back foot, tosses it nice and easy, perfect. He throws those deep. It's like a post, but it's like a post cross on the other side of the field because you know someone else probably cleared out the other way and there's nobody trailing and it's just like a vertical route with a guy trailing except it's just a little bit diagonal. He throws that so nice and if you remember he did that back in the early days of his career. I think it was his first year versus the Jaguars and it was incredible I think to Robert Foster. But I feel good about this game. I have not lost confidence in this team all year. I've been pissed. I've been disappointed. I've seen them treat the first half of this season like a preseason practically but ultimately people need to remember this team has lost Matt Milano who was slotted to be the big time leader him and Bernard had something going on Bernard has to move to the one ultimately this team has overachieved on the defensive side underachieved on the offensive side but they're just starting to figure it out and get on the same page the coach just got embarrassed the fake artificial PR stunt leader just got embarrassed and guess who's going to take us to the fucking promised land the general so fucking strap up boys and girls we got a playoffs to get to let's go we'll see you on the other side for a quick implications lots of stuff going on in the playoffs implications but a lot of questionable quarterbacks but we got five of them for you so we'll see you on the other side Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of fourth quarter tied. Division three, Stag Bowl, national championship. Boys is at the 48, driving against North Central for his Red Dragons. They keep running this quarterback draw, and I'd like to see him keep going deep here. But we got to get you in and out of here so you can get to the game, get it on, get it down. Let's go. Number one, Tua at Zach. Would this not be incredible if this Zach Wilson flips this script and takes Tua down, thus jolting the Bills one step closer to an AFC East title? That would be hilarious. Tua is in trouble. Tyreek is injured. Their center is injured. Several linemen, I believe, banged up. Man, boys is going to earn some fans. Huge run. Tua's got problems. Tua's got big problems. And I think he knows it, and I think McDaniel knows it. It's gotten a little quiet. They have the hard knocks come in there. I think they got a little bit too big for their britches, and I think a lot of these teams forget that you got to make it to the playoffs before you 
win the playoffs. And despite the fact that the Bills have lost probably three, maybe four games they should have won, they understand that you still got to get there before you can get anywhere. Number two, we'll pick these at the end. CJ at Levis. Another big one. That one, basically, that's a battle for that division, but the Jaguars are going to take the division, but two of those teams and possibly three of those teams could make the playoffs. Titans, Levis, big game versus Miami last week, ended up winning it on the last drive. He didn't look too good in the beginning of the game, but, man, he's fun to watch. I don't know how long he's going to last. He definitely reminds me of Carson Wentz. C.J. Stroud lost Tank Dell, didn't have... Um, didn't have his tight end, former tight end out of the out of Dallas there, but he's in trouble. I don't know about Houston. They got their butts kicked by the Jets last week, so I don't know. Tennessee might have some momentum there, and they do have Derrick Henry, which is a quarterback's best friend. Number three, we got to stick with Dak at Josh. I mean, that's big-time football. I don't know if anybody could argue that that's the game of the week. Nothing needs to be said. Number four, Lamar at Trevor. This one's obviously a big one. The Ravens have been doing their jobs, but I'm still not that afraid of them. Why is that? Not sure. Trevor was starting to make people afraid of them. Got his ankle almost snapped off, but because he's special, it did not snap off, and he was probably on a lot of Percocet and whatever other drugs they take so that they don't feel pain. But disappointing week for him last week, and he has a chance to have another one at home, I believe on prime time, versus Lamar, who... Just keeps doing his job. That's all you could say. I mean, Lamar Jackson is sitting at first, and he is just doing his job. And that's that's all you got to do. And then, lastly, this is going to be a special one because we've got... Six Shooter. We got special edition. Did you think we were going to do something with all these weird quarterbacks? We got Minshew versus question mark Mason Rudolph. Who knows? Possibly. We also have Russ at Goff. <laughs> we have Nick Mullins at Jake Browning. We have Justin Fields at Cleveland Flacco. And then we also have Patrick Mahomes taking on Bailey Zappi. And how sweet would that be? Now, if we look at all those last games, one of the Steelers and the Colts is going to be 7-7. Seven and seven, One will be 8-6. and six. If the Lions beat the Broncos, the Broncos will be 7-7. Seven and seven. If the Vikings beat the Bengals, the Bengals will be 7-7. Seven and seven. If the Jets... Beat the Dolphins, the Dolphins will be nine and five. If the Bears beat the Browns, the Browns will be eight and six. 
if the Titans beat the Texans, the Texans will be seven and seven, and if the Chiefs lose to the Patriots, they'll be eight and six. But the bottom line is, a couple of those are going to happen, which means Bills are moving on up. But they need to get a dub, and they know they need to get a dub, and that's why I think they will get a dub. So I have Allen for sure. Get a quick pick on all these. I've got Josh. Tua at Zach. I'm going Jets, baby. CJ at Levis. Do, does Houston make a, a big comeback? I think they might. But maybe not. I'm going Levis. Lamar at Trevor. Lamar in Florida. Forget about it. Steelers at Colts. Minshew moves to 8-6. and six. Broncos at Lions. Russ takes one. Goff has a good comeback game. Browns versus Bears. Browns at home. Flacco is going to take a couple hits. Bears, cold weather. Vikings at Bengals. I'm going Vikings. Kevin O'Connell. And lastly, Chiefs at Patriots. I'd have to go with the Chiefs. But watch out for that one. Watch out for that Chiefs game. I thank all of y'all for listening. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and tell your friends. And lastly, go Bills. Love you.